Welcome everyone to Greencast. This is a podcast that brings practicality to being sustainable. Presented to you by the Waukesha County Green Team. Your hosts are myself, Alec Lapoidevin. And me, Laura Lauks. Hello everyone and welcome to Greencast. I appreciate you all joining us for another episode. My name is Alec Lapoidevin and today I am sitting down with Joanna Salinas to discuss zero waste gatherings and how to be more sustainable during holidays and other events with friends and family. So a little bit about Joanna. She is a big member of the Waukesha County Green Team. She does so much for the team, I I couldn't list it all here. Um, She's also our uh, outreach coordinator. Um, She founded the Zero Waste Group and really just does a lot of the day-to-day stuff to keep us going. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. She's got some great tips and tricks and pieces of advice to help us, you know, cut back on waste during our our holiday gatherings. We talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, Um, you know, that has passed, but we've got Christmas coming up, New Year's Eve parties, and, you know, opportunity for, for some of this sustainable living during the holidays. And on the New Year's note, uh, we'd like to reach out to our listeners to see if you would like to be involved in a New Year's Eve episode, or sorry, a New Year's episode where we're looking to get some resolutions for the new year. So if you'd be interested in talking about your sustainability resolutions, um, simply use your voice recorder on your phone and record yourself saying the resolution, and you can email it to us at wcgt greencast at gmail.com by December 29th and you will be included in the episode and it would be really fun to have a bunch of people join us get a bunch of resolutions out there and we can see what everyone's looking to do in sustainability so I hope everyone enjoys this episode check us out on Facebook get in touch with us join us for our New Year's episode and I hope you enjoy thank you well hello Joanna thank you for joining us on Greencast. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me about sustainable gathering. Um, so yeah, if you could just introduce yourself and maybe a couple of things about you and we'll jump into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me here today, Alec. Um, so I am uh, Joanna Salinas. I'm the outreach coordinator with the Waukesha County Green Team. I've been involved with the Green Team since, oh, Uh, 2014, I believe I became involved with them. And uh, reducing waste has always been um, something that I've been passionate about since a teenager. And um, I am excited to be here to talk about lots of different ways we can reduce waste um, during the holidays through our gatherings and gift giving. And there's lots of ways. Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, kind of a great time for this topic, um, you know, kind of why we, we shot for this date. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what you have learned about sustainable gathering. I know as a fellow Green Team member, you know, we've we've talked about this topic before, and it's come up in our zero waste group. So I'd like to, yeah, kind of jump in right away and um, ask, you know, what have you, what have you learned about some good ways for us to be a little more sustainable during the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things that I think most people don't necessarily realize is um, 
you know, we know we make more waste during the holidays, but in that time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the average American household produces 25% more waste than they typically would. So that's like 25 million tons of extra waste is going to the landfill during that time. Um, and it really uh, creates just um, kind of a cascading amount of issues because not only are we talking about the physical waste of all of that, we're also talking about all of the natural resources and energy and water and things that it takes to produce all of that stuff. Um, so what I really want to encourage people to do is, um, you know, this year the holidays are going to look different for us. We're kind of in the middle of a, this pandemic right now. Um, we're being encouraged to limit our gatherings. We're being encouraged to rethink how we do things. So it's a great time to also rethink the ways that um, we get together and our traditions and the things that we're doing and to kind of look at things from a different perspective than we typically have been. To think of it as an opportunity this year to, to look at things a different way. So when we think about um, the holidays and the waste that we produce, um, it kind of hits like four main categories. Um, and one is our actual gift giving that we do um, with each other in the holidays. Um, and then along with that comes packaging, comes the wrapping and the way we present things. And then finally, um, is all the food waste that happens from when we gather together. Yeah, and those are, those both seem like you know, big, big topics there. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's a great point. You, you know, you brought something up that, that struck me as, you know, we don't really think past the initial step of, you know, just getting together and, and the stuff that's there it's where did that all come from? How did it get to us? You know, kind of that you know, step back and look at the bigger picture. Um, I think that's important to remember within in all of this and maybe something to, to just reflect upon when, when we are getting together. Where did, you know, this food come from? Where did these, these packaging, you know, materials come from? And then also, where does it go afterwards? You yeah. know, that's, that's a big part I know we've talked about in the Zero Waste Group is, the fact that a lot of this stuff, you know, gets wrongly organized at, at homes and then has to be dealt with at recycling plants or just goes into landfill, um, you know, so maybe let's just look at that a little bit and what, um, what what's a good way to kind of limit some of this stuff or, or look at it differently just on that, even that, that first step process of where do we get stuff and, you know, how can we be more sustainable there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, this year, especially with the economy and our small business struggling, um, one of the really great opportunities we have this year is to support our small businesses and um, really step back and think when you want to give a gift to somebody is how can I also support a nonprofit, support a small business, support a person behind that purchase. Um, so 
a great way to do that is to give the gift of an experience to somebody because when you're giving that gift of an experience then you can avoid the packaging you can avoid the um, wrapping of that you can avoid all the extra kind of consumption that comes along with that experience so um, think about local nonprofits in your area that might have a membership you could give um, like a museum, the art museum, the public museum, a zoo. Those are all organizations that could definitely use the extra support this year that are, are struggling with um, their doors being shut for so long. Uh, another great experience to give is a park pass. And that's my favorite gift to give people is a county park pass um, to the local area they live or a state park pass. Um, and that gives them a gift to use for an entire year without having, um, you know, all that throwaway stuff that, or, you know, the child's gonna play with something for three days and then it's gonna sit in your basement for three years, you know, and um, an experience is really a great thing. Also, a lot of our restaurants um, are struggling right now, uh, local theater companies to give a gift certificate, buy that gift certificate today to something you know the person would really enjoy once we're able to open back up and you know go out and um, that supports not only that small business today but um, that person who you give that gift to is going to smile and think about you long after the gift is given right yeah i really like the idea of you know going with an experience keeping it you know kind of in the area so we're we're keeping you know the local communities going um and i i guess you know, so another thing, you know, if you're, you're looking at, you know, shipping and, and distribution and everything, it's, if you do get a consumable good or something like that, you know, getting it local where you can drive and get it versus having it shipped in from, you know, Texas or California or somewhere where it's this long line of, you know, kind of environmental impact along the way. Um, you know, if you, there's a lot of cool stores around here, like you said, that could use some some support right now um but yeah the park pass i love that you know that gives them yeah year-long gifts uh gets them outside and there's just so many cool parks in the area that that could really benefit yeah absolutely imagine even like going to a farmer's market and creating a small gift basket for your family of local goods that you know I know at my with my family, every single one of us, we're all, you know, grown adults with our own households and we all say, oh, please, I need there's nothing else I need in my house. But yet you want to share, you know, your generosity with people during this season. So it's hard to say it's really hard to cut those ties sometimes and say no gifts. So giving a consumable gift and uh, supporting a local farmer at a time where they really need support is also a really great idea. Yeah, I love that. You know, and there are some great farmers markets around here that just, you know, that that's where I like to shop primarily because you get just really unique things there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, and I, I also, I guess, what I look at for myself, um, you know, my most valuable resource is time. So if I can share my time with another you know, family member. I know for our dad, we did an experience this summer for our last year Christmas gift of taking him out on a fishing trip. Oh, and we just spent the day with him, you know, and, and all of that. And it was, it was a great gift, you know, for, 
because buying for parents, you know, they, they have what they need. Um, you know, and if, if there are parents that, you know, there's something they need, it's, it's maybe let's go together and we'll, we'll get this or go to the farmer's market together or anything like that. And really just sharing that time together, I think is more valuable than anything we can really provide. Yeah. And that's such a blessing to them too. You know, really that's, you're right. Most people just want to spend time together. And, and I think that's in this time of pandemic, that's one of the things that I think has been lifted up the most is we miss each other. So spending that time together, I think is really valuable as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of time together, you know, we do have the big gatherings coming up. So we kind of looked at, all right, the gift part. Now, how about, you know, we're all getting together or maybe smaller get togethers this year. But um, what are some of your ideas on, you know, bringing that sustainability into the, the gathering in the home? What about like, like on the meal side, what would, uh, what would help with that? Yeah, absolutely. So according to the EPA, um, food waste increases 50%, 50% in the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So um, the biggest tip I have is to plan ahead. So to think about your menu. So if we're trying to reduce food waste in general, to think through your menu, especially now when we're not necessarily running out to the store for everything we forgot, make a really good list, um, go to the store, shop for that, but to have a plan for your leftovers, that's a big thing for reducing food waste is, um, I know by the time this airs, we'll be past Thanksgiving, but um, let's say you were to cook a turkey for your meal. What are you going to do with that turkey after you've eaten off of it that day? You still have, you know, probably half a turkey left after your Thanksgiving meal. So having a plan for that, like you can pull all the meat off of that turkey and freeze it and use it later. Then you can use the carcass to make a, a soup or a bone broth and um, really use all the resources that you can out of that, um, you know, for that one bird or turkey. Um, and to think that same process through whether you buy a ham or a chicken or whatever the meat is that you buy for that meal to say, you know, how can I use every little bit of this resource to reduce the waste off of that and to have a plan for those meals afterwards. One of the things I love to do with my family um, is when we have a family gathering, we all show up with our to-go containers and then any food that's left, um, as we leave for the night, we all partition it out and we all take some home and it really reduces food waste. Like we're so excited the next day to say, oh, let's, you know, <laughs> pull out that soup from last night. And it doesn't leave one person with this massive amount of leftovers after you've hosted to say, now, what am I going to do, you know, with 15 servings of potato soup? I can never eat this. You know, it, you really are sharing it with everybody else then. Yeah, I love that idea. I know, you know, sometimes, yeah, no one has enough containers at the end and um, to, to send home. I know my mom just kind of runs around and grabs as many as she can, mm -hmm. you know, which is, a, I think, a good way to start saving some of those plastic containers you may get from other products and 
have those around for the holidays just for that reason. Yeah, and then divvy it all up and send everyone home happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's a good opportunity to also kind of simplify what you're doing for your meal because so often we want to be seen as like these great hosts and we put this spread of food out that can never all be eaten by people. Um, So to really simplify, uh, I've heard of a lot of families for Christmas that do soup where everybody brings their favorite soup. Um, And they have like a soup party, which seems really fun to me. And then that simplifies the need to have all those extra side dishes. Um, Yeah, so just to think about that. And also as you're shopping, um, reduce, you know, if you have the choice between, um, you know, a zucchini that's already packaged in plastic and styrofoam or a zucchini laying loose you can put in your own produce bag to think about the waste that you're bringing home with you from the store you know to always reduce the amount of plastic that you're purchasing uh, to bring your own bags to uh, bring your own containers when you can I know some of the stores have shut down their bulk sections but some stores still are open and and to really think about that so it's not even coming in your house um, yeah, I think that's a, a great point because it's very easy to go and get a different produce bag for each item you get in the, the produce section. And I know I've gotten into using those mesh or um, cloth reusable produce bags, and it took a little getting used to, but now it's it's become become a habit, and it's really not that difficult. Um, I've even got one for coffee, which I buy quite often, so it really helps to have you know, those in, uh, in the grocery store. Um, and yeah, and the, the food waste note, you know, I, I, I have to throw up my favorite thing, which is composting, you know, so it's definitely any of those scraps as you're cooking the meal, any of that stuff, as much of the, the extra organic material that we can compost rather than throwing it into our trash cans where it just sits in a landfill and doesn't break down. Um, you know, I just love to see people trying that out, you know, and I've gotten my parents into it and they were kind of turned off by a, you know, a, a bowl sitting on the counter with rotting vegetables in it. Well, only if I let it sit there too long does it start to get bad. But then we've got buckets right outside the patio door and just dump it into there. And, um, you know, they've gotten used to it pretty quickly. So any anything you do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, some people who compost don't realize you can continue to compost all winter long. You know, you can still put everything out there all winter long. There's no reason to stop just because the weather gets cold. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and it's going to sit there. It's not going to break down like it does in the summer, obviously. But um, yeah, keep composting all winter. And, you know, then you got great soil or, you know, stuff for the garden if you have that. Otherwise, you just you know, you're feeding the plants out there. Mm -hmm. So it's a great, it's a great practice. Um, So another um, topic along with these holiday get togethers, you know, this will be coming out before Christmas and it's the gift wrapping. What do you, what do you got for us on gift wrapping? Yeah. So I um, love to encourage people to be really creative with gift wrapping. So, um, a couple different ways we can do that. You can think about the gift wrapping as part of the gift. 
also you could buy, you know, I know somebody who makes really cute um, reusable bags. So you could get something like that to make it as part of the gift. And um, then you don't even need to wrap it. That is your wrapping. Um, or you could do that with a scarf. Or one year um, we did a sock exchange where the socks are the wrapping and you have to, you know, get something that's tiny enough to fit into a sock. Um, other ways to do it is to find things that are already around your house that are attractive to use as the wrapping. Uh, you could use kids artwork is a great thing. You know, kids, if, especially if you have young kids, you have so many pieces of art and it's very difficult to um, throw your child's art away, but you can certainly use it to wrap a gift. And then not only, um, you know, is your child proud that their artwork is being used as the gift wrapping, it's a conversation starter to whoever you give that gift to. One thing I'm going to use this year is I was just cleaning out um, a closet and I found like four old maps I had, not necessarily that old, they're of the city of Waukesha, you know, but it was pre-GPS time and I was going to recycle them and then I thought, wait, you know, like this could make pretty cool gift wrapping um, later on as to wrap something up in a map. Um, I, I really like that idea, yeah. you know, especially for, you know, maybe the younger generation that's never had to use a map, you know, hey, this, this is a, you know, here, look at this ancient artifact I found in the closet. <laughs> that's actually what I did. I pulled them out and showed my kids and said, look, not only did I have one, I had three maps. I mean, I really, <laughs> I probably had one in each car. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I like the idea. Well, what, what jumped into my mind was, you know, I guess maybe for, for younger gift receivers, you know, kids don't like getting clothes as gifts. So if you take the new clothes and you wrap <laughs> a gift in the clothes, then that's the way for the parent or grandparent to give their, you know, the younger ones some some clothing and more sustainable wrapping. Yeah. But, yeah. but I like that sock idea too, because I know for like the adults in my family, we're, you know, we don't really need to give gifts to each other. So we... Oh. You know, it's like if we do, you know, let's do something small. So that kind of that just using the sock limits the mm -hmm. the gift too. You know, so I I do I like that. Yeah. And then you could just get a you know find the weirdest sock in your random sock collection and like the ugly sweater contest. Absolutely. Have some fun with it. Yeah. And then let's say you get things with wrapping paper on them, as you know, you're the receiver of that. Gift bags and tissue paper certainly can be saved and reused over and over and over again. Um, and then uh, wrapping paper, we get this question a lot, can wrapping paper be recycled? So wrapping paper that is pretty simple, like colorful wrapping paper can be recycled, but if it's ultra glossy, or if it has any type of sparkle or glitter on it, that cannot be recycled. So if you do need to purchase wrapping paper for some reason, um, like you're giving a child a gift that, that there's the expectation that gift is wrapped in Christmas type paper, um, buy paper that is, um, can be colorful but simple. 
like simple plain paper because that paper can be recycled at the end of its life. The same thing with gift bags. If it's a simple paper gift bag that can be recycled, you have to make sure you remove the handles because those cannot be. Oh, interesting. And yeah, thank you for those points because that's one of my, I wouldn't really say pet peeves about you know Christmas, but to see you know the beautifully wrapped presents and then they just get ripped open and the stuff gets stuffed in a bag. So to me, it it you know it it looks nice under the Christmas tree, but then it's you know you, you're using that for such a short period and then it goes right into a trash can. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I'm now the weirdo in my family that wraps everything in old newspaper. But, uh, you know, I try to pick colorful pieces or find the comics section or, you know, just just something to to jazz it up a little bit. But um, but, yeah, I, I do like the reusing bags, any clothes boxes, you know, anything you can kind of keep for next year or for even birthdays or whatever you would need it down the road. Um, I think that's a that's an awesome idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and yeah, what was, uh, I know you said you had a few things, you know, points that you were looking at, what, what kind of would take us in the next step of, of gatherings and sustainability? So for gatherings, the other thing to think about is, um, what you're using in your home for the gatherings to serve on. So I, I know that paper plates are convenient for gatherings, especially if you're in a large gathering. Um, but really, again, it's the wastefulness of that, that you're going to serve somebody a plate of food and um, they're going to eat off of it for 10 minutes and then throw that in the garbage along with any plasticware and all of that. Um, and and I know this year we're limiting the size of our gatherings, so I'll just put these tips out for future when we are having large gatherings again. Um, one thing I really like to do is, uh, and this may sound weird, but use stores like Goodwill, Salvation Army as your storage places. So there's no reason to go out and buy a bunch of paper plates when you can literally, if you're having a large gathering, simply purchase plates for a dollar at Goodwill and then give them back when you're done. So that's, um, it may sound wasteful, but really it's like renting it for a small amount of time and then giving it back. And then you're not having to store all of that in your house. I was really hoping you'd bring up that point because I, I remember you mentioning that at a zero waste meeting and I just thought it was brilliant, you know, cause then you can go and get exactly how many you need. Um, you know, it's all uniform and nice for the, the gathering and then, yeah, you, you kind of give it back and, and, and you're good. So I, I thought that was great and much, much better. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a little difference in the price range versus doing that versus getting, you know, the disposable, but, um, you know, even, you know, if, if someone's moving and they're looking to get rid of a whole bunch of, you know, dishware and stuff, maybe storing some of that or grabbing some of that and storing it for, especially for gatherings for, so you don't have to do, mm-hmm. you know, the, the disposable stuff. But yeah, I, I was going to ask that question about your yeah. you know, goodwill purchases. Cause I, I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. And, and doing dishes together can be a bonding moment with family, right? Like you're standing there, it's kind of an intimate moment, you're close together, you're having really nice conversation. Um, and, and it, look at it instead of a chore, look at it as just a really enjoyable time to spend that time with whoever you happen to be doing dishes with and invite them to do dishes with you. Don't save them all up for yourself because then it feels like an extraordinary amount of work and you're tempted to buy those paper plates. <laughs> but instead look at it as kind of a bonding moment. So. Yeah. I, I've never heard it uh, stated that way. That's um I, I, I like that. And it, I, now that you mentioned it, I do see that when we clean up after, mm -hmm. you know, get togethers in my family, it, it does create that atmosphere. Um, it'd be an interesting sell to some people, but I think, uh, <laughs> it's a good thing to, to yes. think about, you know, and, and yeah. And, and I know the way we do it for, for the family is, you know, whoever cooks and everything, then the others kind of clean up, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, as us kids have gotten older, it, it does become, we all join in and clear off the dinner plates and, and everything. Um, I guess that also means it's closer to, to dessert time. So that might be the motivating factor for, for some people. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like that. And then that's what these gatherings are all about is us being together. Yes. You know, Absolutely. so it's, it's looking at that. Absolutely. And then the other thing to think about is what are you decorating your house with? So um, I love to bring in the outdoors into my house. So we'll go out and collect, you know, pine cones or, you know, if we're trimming trees, we'll save some of the evergreens or and bring those natural elements indoors. And then when we're done, um, we can simply compost it and return it right back to the outdoors uh, rather than things like glitter, tinsel, or all those things, while they look beautiful, they can be really toxic to our environment. And, or decorations that you might use one time and throw away. And if you're putting lights up outside, great time to, um, to switch to LED bulbs and try to save on some of that uh, electricity cost of putting up lights. Um, and the cost of, you know, having those lit all the time. Uh, a, you can put your lights on timers so they're only on at times when people will actually see them and not on all night or during the day. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Do you have any any great decorating tips you guys do, Alec? Uh, it's pretty traditional around here, but uh, I definitely love the idea of using the outdoors. Um, you know, there's so many cool little artsy projects you can get into just using what's around, okay. you know, the different pine cones from different trees, different, you know, leaf shapes and, you know, colors. Um, I mean, it, and, and again, it's just another way to kind of get the family together, creating their own decorations and putting those up. And um, it, it just reminds me, you know, looking back. It's like, that's what decorations used to be. People would go outside and they'd just gather stuff and they'd put it together. Um, and now it's it's more about convenience and commercialization and and some of that stuff, which is great. You know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, Christmas time and seeing all the the decorations up, it's, it's beautiful. But, you know, maybe supplementing some things here and there and, um, yeah, getting into 
you know, some fun projects with the kids and even the grandparents, you know, getting everyone involved and making something. And I, I guess that could go for ornaments too. Mm-hmm. You know, you could really decorate the tree nicely with, with stuff you find around. And, uh, you know, there's some late season flowers that, you know, you could save and dry and, you know, use that way. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a, a very sustainable way. And I'm glad you pointed out the LED lights too. You know, it's like, I, I don't know the stats on electricity usage and power grid, you know, consumption at this time of year, but it's gotta be crazy. Yeah. And I don't know stats either. That would be something good for us to look up and see. Um, uh, I do know that the LED lights, the people who have told me that they've switched to LED lights, who really use a lot of lights, have have told me anecdotally that it really makes a difference in their electricity. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, utilize that technology if it's something. And then, you know, even with those lights, like storing them really nicely so that you can keep them for a lot longer period than, you know, if they get, I, I know, you know, just with the type of work I do, people leave them in their trees and they get the trees grow around them and then they're ruined. And then, you know, you just have to keep buying lights. Um, you know, just those kinds of things that you can really cut down on some of that, that usage and waste, um, that, that would help. And then I'm just putting this out there. Don't know if it's even a thing, but if they've got any sort of solar type setups for lights, um, I know they've got solar powered, like sidewalk and landscape lighting, um, you know, I would think maybe there's an option out there for, for decorated, you know, decorative lights, but that is always a great way to go. Yeah. So and if so it's so not out there, Joanna, we gotta, we gotta I, look into that. And, I know. Uh, I was start gonna a venture. Say, <laughs> I was going to say that's definitely something we can look into this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. The, the last topic I just want to hit real quick, um, Alec, because I know that there are people out there who are really trying to stick close to home right now. Um, and we've been advised to, you know, stay close to home. So then we think about like, well, how am I going to get my shopping done? I would imagine um, lots of people will be using Amazon this year for their shopping. And I just I just wanted to talk Amazon for a minute. So I'm going to say always, always, if you can support a person's business, if you can. And I know they're individual sellers on Amazon, but Amazon to me feels like a big machine. And we know our neighbors in our own communities are out there struggling to make ends meet. If you are going to shop on Amazon, a couple things you can do to cut down on the packaging that you get from Amazon are you can um, you can email Amazon customer service and ask for plastic free packaging and they will make a note on your Amazon account that um, to reduce the amount of packaging you get whenever possible. So that's one thing that you can do. So they might ship your items with the paper instead of the big plastic bubbles, you know, that come in. Oh, wow. um, I didn't know you could do that. Yes. And I've heard um, mainly positive things from people who have done that, that it really does cut down, but it's not a hundred percent 
foolproof. Like sometimes things will still show up wrapped in plastic, but um, that notation will stay on your Amazon account then. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that they have that option. And I, I don't know, I, I think you can do this, but, uh, you know, just saving, getting your whole list of things you're looking to buy and then having them put as many of them into a package as you can so that it, it you know, you get multiple items in one box versus, you know, spreading your shopping out over, you know, a month and getting eight different boxes, you can kind of cut that down a bit. Absolutely. So when you're in your Amazon account, you can pick like an Amazon delivery day and which is usually sometime during the next week. And then anything that you purchase until then will all come on that day. It may not come in the same box because if it's being shipped from different Amazon facilities, you may end up with a lot. It's still in separate things, but um, you can at least try. <laughs> try to get it all or it might all come in one truck instead of four separate trucks coming to your house so if um so that would cut down on some of those emissions as well and then the other thing is if you find yourself with um a lot of packaging like shipping packaging um look around for a neighbor or a family member or somebody who is going to ship things for Christmas and ask them if they can use any of those. So at least then it's being reused and not immediately, you know, thrown away or recycled or whatever you can do. And then the last tip I have is most Amazon plastic packaging is all recyclable in um, that plastic, the plastic, and I'm talking about like the plastic bags or like the bubble wrap type things. You can take that to the grocery store and recycle it any place that they accept plastic bags for recycling. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great to know as well. Cause I know, you know, that's a big concern of mine is like, okay, now I have this, what do I do with it? Um, okay. And then like the bubble wrap, do you have to pop it or just? No, no. I mean, and I guess just, I, I have fun popping it anyways. I do. Yeah. Cause, you know, who doesn't love to pop bubble wrap? <laughs> um, it'll just take up a lot of space if you don't. But, and I'm thinking about like the giant air pillows. Maybe they're called pillows. Um, yeah. You probably want to pop those beforehand. So if you do end up with any of that stuff, um, Try to come up with a plan for what to do with it then instead of just automatically send it into to the landfill. So, but Excellent. again, again, I say support small business this year. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of small businesses, you could probably, you know, talk to them directly and say, hey, you know, I'm looking to cut down on packaging. Can you... You know, if it if it is something you're going to have delivered, um, rather than during this time, go out and get it. Um, maybe just yeah, putting it out there to them. I'm trying to be a little more sustainable. Uh, can you limit the packaging or use, you know, newspaper or whatever uh, to to fill the box? Um, I'm sure small businesses are going to be more open to that. Uh, bigger businesses, they've got such a routine in place that they're going to do it, you know, kind of the standard way. So, yeah, excellent. Um, so I guess the last question I'm going to throw out to you is, uh, you know, the, the big ending question here of, you know, what can you throw out 
besides all the awesome tips you've already given us, but um, maybe some quick uh, actionable things that um, maybe the most important one that you think people could put into place, you know, today, tomorrow, right away when they hear this uh, to be more sustainable in their lives. Yeah. So the, for me, for me personally, the biggest impact on sustainability I can make in my life is to plan ahead. And that's not like a quick one simple act that we always do. But um, if you start thinking now about what you want to do in the holidays, it reduces all of the last minute decisions that we make that are unsustainable. So if we plan ahead now, we can make a plan for going to a farmer's market or, you know, to the fair trade shop or wherever it is we're going instead of running out for all that last minute stuff that inevitably ends up making bad decisions or we can't find the things we want. So that is my big holiday tip is to plan ahead especially this year where things are a little more unpredictable and we really have the opportunity maybe to shift some of the things we're doing is, is to think about really what do you actually really want to do. So. That is a very good tip and one I need to keep in mind because I am that last minute person. Yeah. I, I definitely get to, oh, Christmas is tomorrow. I got to run out and get all my gifts today. Um, so yeah, that's, that's excellent. Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, well, thank you, Joanne. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm definitely learned a few things here and I hope the audience can take away a lot of these points and put them into action this year. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for asking me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. And, uh, thank you everyone who joined us for this conversation and, you know, keep in touch with us, jump on our Facebook page you know, Greencast on Facebook and uh, join the conversation, share your tips and tricks that you've, you found for getting together with family and friends to uh, have some more sustainable gatherings. And yeah, we'd love to keep the conversation going. And as always, you know, look at what you can do, even the smallest little thing in your daily life that can, you know, create a little more sustainability, you know, it does help the bigger picture. So thank you, everyone, and uh, join us next time for another awesome talk on Greencast. Make sure to check out Greencast on Facebook, where we post the most up-to-date information, release episodes, provide a lot more resources about things you heard on the show, and have conversations about episodes and sustainability in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and beyond. Also, if you're interested in the Waukesha County Green Team, please check out our website and Facebook page and come to one of our board meetings. They're always open to the public. Greencast is produced through the Waukesha County Green Team by Alec Lapoidovan and Laura Laux, with help from Stacey Balsley. Our theme music is by Dan Krill and Emma Kopel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sustainability starts with all of us.